All right. Hey, y'all. It's five o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. I am Augie Carton. Steal this beer. A candid conversation <laughs> over beer. Over by guys by who beers. drink beer. For guys who drink beer, guys. All the time. Yeah, I don't think anybody's right, going to notice that that wasn't our normal opening. Yeah, I, th- I think that I think usually I think they it was know seamless. It just, and now that everybody's checked their rearview mirror because of our astounding recreations of the cops that chase us down the street oh man what's up thieves you are catching us actually the closest to monday on five it's been in about a year and a half with cass's wedding and some technical difficulties during a recording last week we didn't manage to get the show we'd intended to do with dave broderick longtime friend of the of the podcast on and then it was Monday. It's right now 2.38. And we realized we didn't have a fresh show for y'all. Yeah. And rather than recycle old content, we said, fuck it. Let's just jump on a BS little. I'm not even drinking because I'm in the middle of like my day of doing shit. But I didn't want to not have fresh content. Holly, you're, you're actually tasting beers right now. Uh, yeah, I'm life. actually in the middle of a day of drinking uh, because I've been <laughs> doing uh, hazy IPAs uh, for wine enthusiasts. Oh, for, good lord! Uh, oh, how novel! Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's. Um, Have you compared them to the Parker's Parkerized California cult cabs, as I like to do? Um, I'm I'm just basically calling this the judgment of mosaic um, because <laughs> that is. Just, I like it. I like it. What a good. Do you want to explain? The judgment of Bordeaux to the crowd? Or are you just going to let that one fly and nobody I'm understands just, I, I'm, just, I'm just going to let you be tickled uh, that I, I dropped tickled. a pseudo wine reference I uh, in there. Um, well but done, yeah, I, I've been through about 40 IPAs this morning and um, uh, I'm feeling pain. I just want to Has let any you know, one of them just... stuck out as, as... aha? Um, there have there have been uh, a, a few um that that i've liked um now that i know what the reveals are because i do all these things blind i was gonna say john do you do these blind yeah and then no wait let me ask you about blind you're not you're not going as far as black glass no i'm not going as far as black Glass. because when you're reviewing something that identifies as hazy don't you have to see its level of hazy you know what i mean and that's true for any of the styles like if i'm doing you know pilsners or if i'm doing porters and something pours golden or you know it pours you know, hazy or whatever, like, yeah. So, so the, the visual aesthetics matter um, with these particular reviews, but um, I know Crooked Stave is making a decent IPA Rheingeist in uh, Ohio. Uh, I've enjoyed um, this new oat milk IPA from Dogfish had actually kind of, um, even though I'd had it before, I didn't know what it was. And it sort of surprised me with it. I like that uh, beer. Yeah. yeah it, it's, it's fun oat milk drinkability. So mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and so, then there's some Sam other ones some, where it's Sam just is somehow claiming that he created that when I've done an oat milk beer before, and I know like 20 other people that have. I and yeah, I, I'm wondering, you know, is Wait, that do just you, okay, do you first to market to claim it? Yeah, the one the one we did that time wasn't so it was a study in oats, as you know, I will. Mm-hmm. So it was oat milk for the brewing liquid, and then we used. Irish, you know, McCann's or whatever, steel cut Irish oats, yeah. uh, rolled oats, flaked oats, gelatinized oats. We literally just put together a all oat experience. God, it was like five years ago though. And we always meant to come back to it, but it's, it's one of those you've really got to 
you know, plan for it. You've got to get the oat milk in and drums and blah, 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 blah. Actually, well, believe I, it or not, you, you, you guys tasted it. Oh, Remember yeah? when we did the show in Washington, D.C., and I had a growler of beer with me? I was like, oh, you yeah, guys got to try this. This is yeah. my all oat thing. That was an oat milk beer. Oh, wow. Wow. So cool. Then that was that was it out of the pilot session. You guys never even got the real brew. The um, well, I mean, maybe he's just saying that this is made with whatever oat milk company or something. I, I don't I don't get bothered yeah, the, marketing with this type the of marketing stuff. stuff came with the big uh, carton of oat milk. It, it, hey. It is. Hey, milk. TM, TM. <laughs> oh, the, uh, oh, the pre- oh, the press kit. That's right. Yeah, the that was a while kit, ago. This was a while ago that they sent. But um, what's interesting, though, is like a lot of time, like larger brewers will make claims like that. And then, you know, it has to be followed up on um, years ago at a uh, Great American Beer Festival brunch. Jim Cook uh, stood in front of uh, assembled reporters and stuff. Uh, and laid claim that Boston beer invented wood aged beer. And I was sitting next to somebody who goes, yeah, fuck you, Rodenbach. Um, <laughs> really kind of, kind of funny. And then they sort of backtrack and, you know, Oh, it's American or, you know, it's, it's multiple barrels or it's, it's, it, it, it's whatever else. But um, the, the, the bottom line is don't, don't, don't trust marketing. I was at a I was at a Wicked Weed dinner one time in New York City. This is after they got purchased by ABI, and they claimed that they were the first ones to do cork and cage uh, beer bottles. And I was like, "Yeah, right." In 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 <laughs> wait, Western they, North Carolina, wait, were they even the first to do it in Asheville? Absolutely, probably That's, not. No way. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I saw burial bottles with corks and cages back then. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure pre ABI. I mean, putting, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, so I don't know. So yeah, don't, <sighs> don't trust everything you hear, guys. But, and the but, worst part is I'll read a book by some writer for some wonderful online publication that reestablishes that fact 10 years from now. And when I'll be like, I don't think that's right. They'll be like, it's definitely true. They said so in 1996. Find me a reference before that. Yeah, well, it's, uh, uh, you know, that's it, all worth. And I have talked about uh, the can romantic. Can you please facts. say his name right? I'm saying it correctly. Um, uh, the romantic facts that exist within beer, you know, of uh, you know that that sort of start off as marketing things, like you know Guinness trying to convince you that the best pint of Guinness you're ever going to have is at their brewery, you know, in Dublin, um, and it might taste good, but you know it, it sort of hypes you up before you go. There's all these various romantic facts that exist in and around beer that are basically, you know, soft lies, and um, I don't know. I've been drinking IPA since 10 o'clock this morning, guys. John, do you um, adore this? Do you I like when you're tasting these. What's that? Do you spit do you when spit? you're tasting these? No, this is this is a beer tasting, Justin. Not a wine tasting. Okay. Yeah. There's none of this like sniff, swirl, spit nonsense. No, I, you know, I, I, I'm guessing most of these are. Conversation where, you know, like if you're going to be tasting and reviewing beer, um, which I know Augie has his own issues about, but like uh, I'm a firm believer in it can't just be a sip. It can't just be an ounce. Like you actually have to uh, experience the beer, you know, as close to, you know, maybe not a full pint, but as close to um, a, a decent pour uh, as possible. And quite often 
um, in situations like this where I have something that I'm like really sort of intrigued about and that I want to go back to, um, I'll put another can in for, you know, future blind tastings, um, you know, just to sort of see if my palate is agreeing with itself the next day or two or three days later. So, um, so you've had a long day of drinking already. Yeah, a little bit, but you know, it's, uh, it's all it's part the of the job, but I brought up, uh, <laughs> I brought up Allworth only because, uh, we're doing this episode, which is just riveting radio, by the way. And, uh, but in like what we were, our original plan was to go back in time to what, 2016, Justin. That's what and, Maya was going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And run the Allworth at the Commons Brewery episode, which is uh, a deep cut from the vault. <laughs> yeah. And what we reference a lot about Lisa Allen, reasons. who we just had on the show. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's not just that. Like it's anytime Allworth's on, we talk about that experience. Anytime we talk about great breweries that we thought should be owning the world right now that you know, through whatever reasons went away. The commons is one of them. Heater Allen is definitely a big part of that show. And that whole me recognizing a well-established market happens, you know, almost on that show, but definitely on that trip. Like, can we brew like how long, what's the window from back then 13 New Jersey breweries to being able to be heater Allen? You know what I mean? And yeah, all that kind of happens on that tape. That was well chosen. Good job, library and curators of Steel the Spear history. Um, Is there yeah. a Heater Allen of Jersey right now? Um, I think the closest thing we have is Dan Suarez, right? Um, He's not in New Jersey, though. He's basically in New Jersey. Though. <laughs> like, I'm, 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 not, I'm not being a dick, but when you realize how small you know, New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut are, especially where they connect. Like having drone up, driven up to see Evan on Saturday, you know that when you do the last part of the New Jersey section of that drive from me to Evan, you're in and out of New York like three times. Right. You know what I mean? So they, they intertwine. So I know that his address is in New York State, and I know he's two hours from here, but I can get to Dan much easier than I can get to Cape May. You know what I mean? So I know it's a different state, but you know what I mean? Regional, regional beer footprint availability. I think he's proof that we're getting able, well, all those guys up there are right. Like each of those guys have their specific thing. Oh, you know, what we should talk about, we did a Patreon August. episode thieves. We did a yeah. Patreon episode. Um, we had one of our Patreons that, that is at the level to do a private show with us show up. And it was a wonderful good time like so good that we got so deep in our cups that when we couldn't technologically figure out how to broad rip we let it slide <laughs> yes um which sucked, I left just but, as you were opening up barley wines oh my god but so what i wanted to talk about because newberg comes up on the show all the time and one of the conversations so patrons for those of you that don't know we do a patreon level episode where if you give us a certain amount of money every month you come on and you drink with us and we do the whole show with you with black glasses and we taste your beers. There's another level where you taste our beers blind and we play the game. But the second beer was a port barrel aged barley wine by Newberg. Like Spanish, a Spanish port. Yeah. There's, well, no, Spanish sherry. Yeah. Sherry, sherry. barrel aged. Yeah. Right. Because he called it Spanish sherry. And I wanted that to be a bartender's name. I wanted that to be like somebody I drank with on the docks. So I went down to Spanish sherry's bar. Um, but Spanish sherry barrel-aged seven-year-old barley wine that just knocked our socks off. It was super sweet and treacly and, and ridiculous, 
but it just kept evolving and getting interesting. And of course, we were blind, so we were talking about fortified wine flavors without knowing how they got there. But the topic that was fun to discuss was, you know, we love Newburgh, respect the fuck out of Newburgh, and have like three beers that come to mind for Newburgh, all of which are small beers, cream ale, brown ale, and coffee sour. And then, you know, when this can was revealed, and it was a 12-ounce can of seven-year-old sherry barrel-aged barley wine, all I spent the rest of the drunken half hour talking about was how that was bad on me, consumer, to associate them with fantastic brewing of small beers and not just fantastic brewing. So yeah. what do you think, Justin? What brewer did you, do you do that to? What brewer do I do what to? What brewer is pigeonhole for a skill set? Oh, um, because it's just natural instinct, right? Like, oh, so-and-so does this. Yeah, I think I do that to threes a lot and I ignore all their hazy stuff, but people tell me that it's really, really good. I tend to think of threes as Pilsner, Pilsner Pilsner makers and great Saison producers too, mixed firm stuff. But apparently mm-hmm. their hazies are just as good as everybody else in Brooklyn. And, uh, but I, I got to admit, I don't Everybody else in Brooklyn. Everybody else in Brooklyn. Everybody well, else in their neighborhood. Even everybody else in Brooklyn doesn't make hazies as good as everybody else in Brooklyn. Well, yeah, I know what you mean. But still, <laughs> I, it's, a, it's one of those breweries that. And when you start talking about Queens, which is essentially Brooklyn. <laughs> Same thing, right? It's like yeah. it's like it's the like Hudson upstate, Valley. It's like the Hudson Valley in, in Cape May, New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> well um, done, all. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't want to. But I this 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 is going to pain me just 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 a little bit. But when we were down at your house uh, at your brewery um, before we did this this Patreon episode, um, you poured us a Kolsch that just knocked my socks off. Yay! And, uh, it, it's from your brewer. Uh, was it Brian Stark? No, no, it's just Stark. Okay. We don't give him a first name. But is his first name actually Brian? No. Oh, well, <laughs> Edward. Well, now, now I, now I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed. Now you're embarrassed. I, think I've been I tried to save you from that. Yeah. If you need to know, his name is Mike. But okay. we really do. You know, like any work situation, he's Stark. Okay. Uh, and, and if you watch Letterer Kenny, board, a lot yeah. of us say it like Stark. We go Stark. But <laughs> it is it, it's it's a it, it's a Kolsch that I hope you guys make again because you don't really realize just how much we need good Kolsch in the world and how hard it can be to find good Kolsch locally. Uh, I think no matter where you are in the U.S. And so well done uh, to him on that particular beer. Yeah, that beer is fantastic. So he, what's fun about that is. So I think we've talked about Brewer's Board on the show before, but for the thieves that don't know, Brewer's Board is basically just to try to keep um, my brewers engaged and creatively involved and fun. I'll give them a tank randomly and they'll just brew whatever beer they want to make. And we make the can their picture and they basically, you know, on any four pack of beer, we make a dollar, right? R- roughly. So for that beer, we give that dollar to a charity of the brewer's choosing. Stark did first to you, which is like golf for kids who need, you know, a three hour attention span. And it's a cool charity, but it's a golf charity. So I don't know a lot about it, um, but it was his pick. So we're giving money to them. But the other benefit he has is being the head brewer. So when he wants to properly do a Kolsch, not rush a Kolsch, but properly do a Kolsch and give it the time a Kolsch needs, as head brewer, he found that extra couple dozen days in the tanks 
Whereas somebody else who wrote that recipe might've only gotten two or three weeks. And it really like, you know, no beer is easy to make and no beer should be super hard to make as long as you know what you're doing. But he said, I'm going to make a perfect Kulshan. He really fucking did. Like it's fucking perfect. So anyway, I've been drinking a ton of it. It's been a problem for me around the house. Yeah. Well, and I'm supporting a golf charity every time I do it, which makes me feel weird. Uh, but thank you for that. I'm glad you liked yeah, I mean, it. You also, drank, you, you also got to drink for something. Is, uh, the Lilith there, right? Well, I, it's actually, I hope to go to much more golf Lilith this year, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Um, so what else when you were down? Um, what, oh, we also had another very cool beer that was probably one of our favorite beers. Boy, everybody should Patreon so they can hear the Patreon only episode. But um, Something what nice. was it? Is Canadian? Oh, yes. No, a Canadian that... Berliner smoked saison. Yeah, <laughs> it was. A, it was essentially like trying to pin the tail on the donkey with brewery name or with beer styles, and somehow having five tails in your pocket. <laughs> nice. Anyway, but the flavors we were like that's that's a, that's fruity? a beer name that you can have for free there, Augie. It's called Five, five Tails, Tails in, the in the Your pocket. pocket. Yeah. Right, so like the it. beer was Boson de Higgs from Hopfenstark. Yeah. Uh, well, we loved it. So if you're near it, find it. Boson de Higgs. Um, the content is behind the paywall, yes. but that's us giving it to you for free. Check out those two beers, thieves that are that are doing the along for free ride, and remember to tip us. You know. Two bucks a month gets you all that content, extra content if you want it. And as things loosen up, the extra content was fun. That was also the first time the three of us sat down together in more in, well in more over than a year. year. Yeah. yeah. So what'd you think about that, guys? Big day. It was nice. It was, it was nice seeing Justin in person. He looks uh, exactly like the Justin that I remember. <laughs> yeah, he he didn't age or chub up during no. uh, COVID. No. Like somebody the said that to me the other day. They, they said you haven't gotten fat during COVID. And I was like, did most people get fat? I don't know. Uh, yes. Well, I don't I mean, know that that's you know, true. I know no. a lot of people who actually got fit in COVID. Like, no, I know you're, you're doing the, the center stuff. I'm, I'm trying to keep up with it the best I can, but my, you know, I'm having a tough time with it, but every day, I'm, you should every do day, that new weightlifting one. The new weightlifting one looks amazing. Yeah. I already have a lot of weight to lift. So I'm like, I'm working on it, but it's, um, <laughs> no, it's, uh, no, I, I'm not, I'm not being, I'm, I'm like, I'm, Every day I'm logging on, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do it and man, it's uh it's a struggle. So good on all of you, Justin's and Augie's out there who, who did well. And for the rest of you, uh, uh fellow John Hall's, we're uh, there for you. Keep fighting the good fight. That's all. Don't worry. Um, well, Speaking of which, um, did you notice our buddy Scott Wells is trying to drop some weights and he's doing pushups on Facebook live every day? No. Yeah. Come on. You need to know that all thieves, make sure you friend, Scott Wells of Bolero Snort fame. He's he's doing push-ups on his Facebook Live every day, and it's making oh, me it. laugh every That's day. Great. Um, all right. Um, so what else do we need guy. to talk about while we catch up? You guys want um, a letter? Yeah, let's. let's I do want a letter. letter but you know what I wanted to say when I thought I there was a moment where I was afraid it was going to be me and Justin for you know forty quick minutes to, to again thieves. How do you just think? Us wait, how do you think these. Justin feels in those situations? <laughs> Scared, right? But the conversation I wanted to have with Justin is these so you know justin and i both i think john you seem to the, the emails to everybody but when i see a reline that looks like it's spam i try to delete it from my access before 
I get to it. Justin even knows it happened. You know, I try to leave anything that looks like it's a real letter not touched, so we're surprised by it. But when I see like, for, per your attention, or like a, a mass. So what I wanted to ask you, Justin, is a Justin question. Um, before we move on, is what do you think of the rhythms of these? What do you think of the people who blindly send emails to this? podcast with no idea of what and how we do it <laughs> and what do you think are the funniest ones to see because there's ones where i'm like you don't listen to the show and other ones are there's like, a lot of those yeah but but it's always the ones that are like i love your content thought so and so would be good on your show and i was like you don't love our content if you think so and so will be good on our show but god so what do you think of the like what are some of your favorite just dumb uh, I mean, fucking random emails that seal the spirit gets i mean one of my favorites recently was a uh a- uh, an ad ad campaign through Manscaped, which is a pubic hair shaving uh, company that does a lot of podcast stuff. Um, they really wanted to partner with us. They think oh, it would yeah. be a great fit. They were willing <laughs> to uh, send John Hall a sample to try so he could promote it on air. Sample of pubic hair? A sample of the of the product. Oh, okay. trimmers. Uh, <laughs> nice. So wait, is there, are they trying to do like? I mean, there there know, is not a Patreon level that exists <laughs> yet. So <laughs> where yes. something like that would happen? Yeah. Well, now we have to create that. But are they just saying, "Hey, we'll send you this razor, shave with it, and then talk about it on your show"? Are they trying to get? Yeah. Are they trying to pay John to talk about it? No, no, no. They they want to they want to send them and then have the then have that as the sponsorship. Um. I mean, I, 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 I'd be super curious, like dear Wells Fargo mortgage company, uh, in lieu of payment this month, please accept, <laughs> <laughs> please accept this once used yes, male this exposure. Hair trimmer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, gen- this gently used. Yeah. Um, yikes. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, but you know what I hear when I hear that, right? I so like that we're whole, giving them free advertising right now. But though. my whole reason <laughs> to avoid anything like that is because I don't want people to have any claim to be able to tell us what we say or put us in doubt. But since I doubt this company has any affiliation with any of the multinational beverage flavor provider world, I feel like that might be a safe one. Or maybe we should sign out with them, Justin. <laughs> so I'll talk about John's pubic care for 40 minutes a week. Without feeling like my integrity is being compromised, yeah. Again, as much as you want. Again, how am I going to feel about all of this? You know, this uh, is. Uh... I don't think it'll feel very different for me from our regular show. Well, <laughs> maybe a little smoother. Who knows? Maybe, but may, I see you strike me as like a George Michael Stubble guy, not a clean, clean shave guy. <laughs> all right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so you do have a letter. Let's read a letter. Then let's let's yeah, let's is not. Imp- Let's not belabor this or force it. Dear, but, dear you know. John and Augie, when it comes to trimming your body <laughs> hair, what product do you think? Yeah. But John, so basically every now and then I want to grab one of them and like uh-huh. leave it in as content and have Justin be like, hold on, I'll just, I think we got one today, but I probably already deleted it. Well, we got one about Sweetwater yeah. opening a brewery in Colorado. Maybe that's the oh, one really? I saw that, that yeah, cued it. I hadn't heard but, that. Yeah. But, but hold on, hold on. Um, you guys, I guess, talk. I think I deleted it. God damn it. Um, well, we got a good one here from Chucky Chessmuff. Oh, wait, here's one. Here's one. I won't say who it is because I don't want to give him free. But uh, so it's two Steel of the Spirit Podcasts. It says, hi, Augie. How are you? I'm reaching out from blah, blah, blah. We connect consumer brands with the media. And I'm wondering if you're currently looking for products to review. No, 
that's not what we do on our show. You randomly <laughs> send an email to. What's, we do what's not the review. I'm not going to say, but it's not a beer. Um, they cl- like I, that's what I'm saying. Like the, nobody even. I like that you're not going to talk about this product, but we just spent 45. But minutes I didn't talk about, about that. Like a Justin, personal shaver. Justin introduced that, and the mistake he made was associated with the European hair, so I can't help myself. <laughs> um, but uh, review for upcoming stories or articles for Seal Spirit. Like this is a blind email. Like they, th- somebody paid them to send this email. Oh yeah, and they didn't even do the basic research of what is a product review podcast. Yeah. Right. Cause that's not us. And none of our descriptors would use this. And I think if you search us, we end up under like food, drink, cooking. Right. Like, I don't think we end up under. Yeah. We don't review toy unboxing. We don't review anything, even the beer. We don't review it. I mean, it's a, right. it's a tasting. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Anyway, just weird to me, but that's the, that's the one that's new email in my inbox right now that just came in. All right. Well, and every time kind of, I read it, I'm like, kind of real bad at now. your job, people. Be better at your job. That's right. Anyway, go All on. Right. Read, us a re- read us a real email from a real thief. Our favorite thief from Philadelphia, Chucky Chess Muffler, a.k.a. Charlie Chess Isn't it sweater. Charlie Chess Sweater? But this one, he's signed Chucky Chess Muffler. What's a chess muffler? Is that when you use a pubic hair trimmer to make like a triangle <laughs> in your shirt? V? No, that so a muffler um, reduces the sound, right? So it's before you use the razor. Ah, so it's full, full <laughs> yeah. winter growth. You're saying, uh, got it. And then after you use it, it's like a, it's like a summer weight sweater. <laughs> <laughs> Mohair, if you will. Anyway, go, Justin. <laughs> All right, he says, greetings, Garden State drunkards. As I sit here as I sit here sipping Saturday morning coffee, perusing the day's newspaper, I, I was strangely delighted to come across an article regarding a recent study performed by Penn Medicine Center for Taste and Smell right here in Philadelphia. The study found ample oh, evidence. Oh boy. It's always funny when I hear Philadelphia and science near each other. Go on. The study found ample evidence that after having your wisdom teeth removed, your ability to taste key flavors, salt, sugar, bitter, sour, becomes enhanced. These individuals are, in fact, better tasters. Do you think that beer nerds all across the country will now remove their teeth to become better chicharrones? Do you all have your wisdom teeth? Why? Forever yours, Charlie Chess Muffler. Oh, (laughs) sweet. I have three of my four. I've got one of my four. And, but, but I also, I, I, I sort of now love the idea that we could get dentists to uh, support the show of, you, yeah, you want to taste go. fine too out of the You want to taste yeah. as well as Brian Kaz? <laughs> Hi um, everybody. Yeah. I have, um, I have no wisdom teeth. Um, I had them all pulled when I was in my early teens. Um, no, that's just stupid. Um, <laughs> should I tell you why that's just stupid? Sure. I mean, please go against the scientists by all means. They're not scientists. They did a study. Um, that's it's how the science... Center for Taste and Smell, right? In Philadelphia. That's how science starts. That's not science like, yet. I, ho- I hope this. I um, hope that, that what, what's it called? The Center for Taste and Smell. It's Penn Medicine Center for Taste and Smell. That's what he okay. says. I mean, okay. I, so I, I want to believe that it's real, but it also sounds like one of those uh, like billboard ads you'd see on the path train. Well, but so so allow me because. Okay, please. So there's a couple problems. One, I think it's interesting. And if there's anything interesting to it in my mind, just having heard it that way, it's going to have something to do with retronasal airflow and a gap at the back of your head that lets air move around your mouth more efficiently and 
allow you to perceive more of what's going on um, because of airflow across your retronasal sensors. Now, the five things listed are taste bud things. And people tried this with the super taster thing before. And this is a wine thing. So bringing it full circle to the beginning of the show. So, so you know that super in science doesn't mean like Superman. It means significantly more. You know, like a super set or a whatever is not a better right, set right. than a null set. It is a larger. So people did this study and it was a very flawed study where they were counting taste buds and blah, 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 blah. What they were saying is there's a, set, a subset of people that because of taste bud development would be super tasters in as much as their perception of certain things like bitter, sweet, salty, umami, um, and acidic would be enhanced but as a taster that would limit your abilities because you'd be hypersensitive to it so something that had a very small amount of bitter would be percept would be perceived as way more bitter to you and since this always seemed to skew in perception not from across the board of the five things your tongue can feel what you would do is have a problem with it. But because the media hooked on the idea of, are you a super taste? They put it out there. And the three most famous wine critics of this time, Jancis Robinson, Robert Parker, and what's his name, went out and had themselves certified as super tasters, with, which was an easy thing to do because, again, it was a scam test that didn't really mean anything. And if you understood the science of the study that had been done, they had pointed out that you can't trust their palate because they have an acute sensitivity to certain aspects of flavor. So saying a better taster implies better than John, Augie, and Justin. Well, what it should mean in the context of what's being discussed, a better taster of. So you're a better taster of bitter makes you a less good taster of food. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So my guess is that there is probably some retronasal awareness of airflow across the back part of your tongue that could be obscured by, you know, or would be enhanced by the removal of wisdom teeth. If you take wisdom teeth out, there's more space in a jaw that grew to handle them, right? So maybe there's something to that. Maybe that's interesting. But again, it's all just how much you practice identifying what's going on back there. And if you're a better taster of just the five senses your tongue feels not the things your nose tastes right so the fuck what that's just going to hold you back so i found the study it is it's it's a real article um and yeah it seems that the extraction group outperformed the control group but they're only tasting these these big these big tastes you're talking about so sweet salty sour and bitter right so that's what the taste buds do. do That's yeah, what nothing the taste to do buds with the do. That's not like. what the yeah. That's not taste. And that's I think feel. The big you part of saying? yeah, and big part of beer tasting, wine tasting, etc., is all aroma, right? I mean, mostly aroma. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, well, every now and then, when we when John and I get bogged down in, but what's the alcohol level? Yeah, that is when you have to lean heavily into. What is my mouth feeling? Not what is my body tasting? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's when you isolate per experience. How acidic is it versus what fruits does it smell like that are acidic? How rich is it in your mouth versus 
doesn't smell like boozy things is if you want to fine tune that part of your tasting, you have to let your tongue feel, not your nose taste. Does that make sense? Yeah. Makes sense. Um, good letter. But yeah. Thanks for letter. Yeah. Uh, good on you, Charles. And don't go get your wisdom teeth out just to play <laughs> the at the at home steal this beer board game yeah um, and beware right, the so bars where they offer to do that for you in between rounds i'm fine with this episode as something just to fill in in the middle of a summer on a monday thanks for getting on the phone boys i'd have hated to let the thieves down and not give them something good to listen to no, but seriously go back and listen to i mean it's episode like five or six right justin of, yeah uh, i'll include a link in the in the newsletter for today and you guys oh yeah everybody should perfect. sign up for our newsletter yep yeah, well, they should sign up. They should. Oh, let's let's do a minute to do all that house cleaning we never do. Go on Apple, give us a five star review. Keep doing that till we have more better five star reviews than everybody else who does beer reviewing. God damn it! Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. Right. That's, that's it. So it's aggressive, on. but yeah. Write funny jokes, but still give the five stars because, I mean, come on, you're listening to us, right? So, even if you hate to listen to us, you do it. Five stars. Um, and go on Patreon and like I said, two bucks, five bucks, ten bucks. What would you do for this much entertainment in a bar from a bartender? Put that tip on the tab. And um, that gets you exposure to those private episodes, which I think we're going to try to get back to doing more of. Um, get engaged with us on Facebook. Nobody started a little Facebook conversation with us in a while, and I miss those. It's always funny when I got a couple beers with me and something pops up and Paul's been in there as steal this beer before me. And then the two of us are both steal this beer, but clearly giving very different answers. Yeah. I love that game. <laughs> um, we do have an Instagram and a Twitter and a TikTok, right? TikTok. I don't know. The cast starts that. I don't hey, know. You'd way, have to ask. Uh, Cass. Congratulations, oh, congratulations, Brian, Brian Cass, yes. who is now Mr. Brian Cass. Right. Which he was yesterday, but, uh, as well, but he's he's now a, a married man, a happily married man. We were so talking about that before we started recording, and I we'll have to I, I we'll have to get the low down from him when he gets back from from sandals or wherever he's going. <laughs> he's, he's in Hawaii. Uh, I don't know. What, he's definitely he's definitely at hedonism too. How many um, how many how many suitcases is he going to have to mule back uh, <laughs> of cans from? Hawaiian wineries. If if I know I Brian know. Cass, he talked Jim Cook into loaning him the jet for the weekend. Um, he probably won't be paying. Um, what's it called? Bag fees. Bag fees. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and the well, last thing trading that, that we should talk about is we're talking people. about Facebook and everything else. Though is uh, we have T-shirts and glassware and merch and all oh, yeah. sorts of stuff that uh, I will lovingly. <gasps> Speaking still... of which, I finally got my Justin's Bodega bag thanks to the in-person episode, and yeah. I love it. It's great, right? It. It's almost as cool as my WNYC tote. Um, almost. Like, almost. Yeah, almost. So, not quite. I think we have one of those left. It's funnier, right if that helps. It's funnier than my WNYC tote. But what I'll say is if, if somebody orders something this week uh, for Steal This Beer merch, uh, I'll throw in a Justin's Bodega magnet. Oh, cool. yeah, magnets too, pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty sweet deal. They're die cut magnets. That? Ooh, die cut magnets. <laughs> Extra Sean, 16 you... that's an extra 16 cents a, a magnet yeah but at, at no cost to you dear listener <laughs> john did you order those lawn signs for us no I, I, about graduating <laughs> eighth grade no justin, justin, justin and i are on the same uh like merch company emails 
And so they offered us, uh, I think it was like 50 lawn signs for <laughs> 50 bucks or something. Yeah. And had I been able to think of something smart in the moment, vote Justin's like, bodega, best <laughs> beer shop in Brooklyn. I don't just have a lawn to put it in, so I don't. Yeah, but you don't have to put it in a lawn. You put it in the window. Just tape them with the metal sands. So you tape yeah. them with metal sands to the telephone poles around Brooklyn. <laughs> Hilarious! Hilarious! If Done. So if you have a good idea for what our li- our lawn sign should be, you can send it to steal this beer podcast at gmail.com. And if we choose it and we like it, we'll send you one. If we decide to do it. All right. No way I segue better than that. Well done, Hall. All right, y'all. Thank you for your time. Get at us. Be good, boys. Cheers.